name is Neil Middleton and every month we create informative content for you as we talk to important, influential and inspirational people from the world of bats as well as other areas of interest. To find out more about Batability, go to batability.co.uk. Now for the interview, let's do it. Hi there everyone, I hope you're all well today and thank you for uh, tuning in to listen to Dean Thompson from Titley Scientific talk about uh, their business over there in Australia and various products and all that kind of stuff. How are you doing Dean? Good, good, thanks, how are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad at all. What time is it where you are at the moment? Uh, It's about 6pm here, so... End of the day, and you're just waking up, I guess. Yeah, I I got I got very early this morning to be here. Uh, so uh, to be fair, not very early for a bat worker, but uh, yeah, I was out of bed <laughs> about six o'clock this morning. Uh, so yeah, uh, I had to think about all the questions I was going to ask you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose I'm going to ask a typical kind of uh, Brit question: what, What's the weather like where you are? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to know the answer to that? Well, <laughs> is it well it's winter time. It's winter time. Um, so it's about 20 degrees. Um, wow. I think today it got up to 23 degrees. I think the minimum was about 15. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. That's winter time in Brisbane. Um, there'll be people with jumpers on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Pro- probably still have shorts on though, I'd say, but they'll oh, just put right, a jumper yeah. on. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, right, good stuff, good stuff. Right, so uh, as you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Titley Scientific. I'm also going to ask you maybe one or two questions about yourself, and we're going to look at uh, some of your products and stuff. Um, but but to start off with, just give us a little bit of a potted history about uh, Titley Scientific. Yeah, so Titley Scientific's been going for over 40 years now as a business. Uh, it was started by a gentleman named David Titley in New Zealand back in 1978. And they were working in a 13-foot caravan in a, in a holiday town on the South Island. Okay. Um, and initially they were making uh, radio transmitters for animal tracking um, they used that technology in various other products as well. They had some um, medical devices that were using it, and they, but it was mainly the radio VHF type products. Okay. And then probably around the mid eighties, Chris Corbin came along and he had uh, invented the zero crossing analysis method of uh, recording bat echolocation sounds and he uh, paired up with David Titley to commercialise that. So probably in the early 90s, then you could start to buy a system which you could connect to your, your printer port on your, your MS-DOS PC and, and it record your bats directly into that. Or if you wanted, you could record them onto a cassette tape and, and play that back into the computer later on. Um, a, a cassette tape. I think some. I think some of our viewers are going to have to uh, Google what a cassette tape is. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those things that you used to see on the side of the road because they never worked, and someone would get angry and throw it out the window. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, so I went from that then in probably the early 2000s to being able to record to a compact flashcard. So that was the Anabat 2 with the uh, ZKM interface. So yeah, I used to have one be, of those. I used to have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your introduction to Anabat? Uh, I, yeah. I had an SD1. Uh, yeah, that's okay. my first one. I had that for a short period, yeah. and then I got a couple of SD2s after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think the SD1 came out in about 2005 or so. So that just combined the the Anabat 2 and the ZKM sort of into one unit, so you could record and set up schedules and everything on on the one unit. Yeah. So from there. Um, Probably about five years later, they, they made the SD2, which effectively is the same, but it's more integrated. We had uh, support for Anapocket, so you could attach a PDA to the side of your SD2 and watch the bats in real time while you walked around. Yeah. I believe it was probably the first instance of that happening, um, except for maybe Chris Corbin running around with a laptop strapped to his chest and... Um, <laughs> Bat detected hardware, you know, in a backpack, and yeah. so it was the first time you could easily see bats echolocating in the field. Um, yeah. So, and then from there, um, Titley Scientific sort of had a bit of a rocky road for a little while, and the company changed hands in about 2012. That's where I came into it. Okay. As yeah. an electronics engineer, so I've been an electronics engineer developing electronic products for about 15 years. And um, in 2012, we acquired Titley Scientific. So I worked for a company called Alexon, who was sort of a general electronics company. You know, you come to them and say, I need a widget, and we would, we would make the widget. Yeah. And we have all the manufacturing in-house for that. So we have all the robots that assemble electronics and solder, and, and everything's done in-house. Yeah. And so we, we've got this business called Titley Scientific and we need to work out what we're going to do with it now. So that, that became my job, effectively, um, to design a new bat detector to update the Titley Scientific product range. Wow. So that was my introduction to bat detectors and from there on I've designed about five of them. Um, and I love so, it. So, 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 so in short, you're responsible, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so I guess... I, I am responsible for <laughs> whatever bat detectors that um, you've been swearing at. Maybe I had something to do with that. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we, yeah. we try to do our best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's your position in the business now then? I'm right in saying you, you, you don't actually own the business. So I'm now the CEO of Titley Scientific and okay. I'm also still in charge of the engineering of the products as well. So. Okay. And, and you have quite a few members of staff. Uh, around the world. I mean, I know we've got Andrew Dobson in the UK. Yeah, so we've got an uh, office in the UK, which Andrew looks after. Um, we've got Chris and Kim um, in the US and then in Australia, we've got a team here. Um, we've got Julie Brokenbrow, you may have um, met at some point. Yes, she sir. often yeah. travels over to the UK for conferences as well. Um, she is actually a bat biologist herself, so... She's working part-time on a PhD as well as working for us. Yeah. Um, so she's got a lot of that knowledge that she helps um, with product design as well. Okay. We try and get feedback from her on, 
and all things batty to make sure we're, we're doing what's needed to suit the customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got a, we've got about like directly with Titley Scientific here. There's about four um, employees, and then the wider Alexon group of companies. There'll be, there'd be ninety people all up working there, either in the manufacturing or, or other parts of the business. Wow! So everything everything all the bat detectors we make are made here in Brisbane in Australia, and then shipped out around the world. And where do you see, you know, where do you see Titley sitting in the in the global marketplace? I mean, what do you see as your, uh, well, what is your positioning? You know, how, how do you see yourselves? Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely in, in the top two bat detector manufacturers in the world. Um, we're constantly striving to update our product range and, and bring out new and innovative ideas. Um, and we get those by talking to people like you, um, customers around the world, we find out what they need, what's gonna make their job easier, how they can be more efficient at either you know, recording the data in the field and then processing it later. Our main aim is to make the life of bat workers easier. Right, so I think now would be a good time to be talk about uh, some of your products. So, so yep. first up, you know, keep keeping this to the stuff that uh, I suppose is currently uh, available. You came up with your your own software. I, mean, I know that uh, Chris Corbin had the Analog W software that was very That's closely right. integrated into uh, a lot of uh, Titley's uh, products in the past, the SD, mm-hmm. for example. But uh, but you guys were away and you did Insight. That must have been a pretty big undertaking for a business that specialised in hardware as opposed to software. Just tell us a little yeah. bit about, about this. Yeah. So these days you can't really develop anything without software. Even, even the bat detectors themselves have months and months of work going into the software that runs on those. Um, but having um, developed our first full spectrum bat detector in the Anabat walkabout, we needed some software to go along with that that would analyze the full spectrum recordings. And um, Chris Corbin's done an amazing effort developing Analook W uh, and Analook itself for DOS before that. Um, but we that's sort of a, a project of his own interest. So what we wanted to do was have uh, a product that Titley itself has made that would support our full spectrum and zero crossing bat detectors. If you're enjoying listening to our podcasts, perhaps you would also be interested in joining Batability Club. To find out more about Club, which includes hundreds of hours of accessible training resources available to you in your own time and at your pace, go to batability.co.uk. Thank you. A lot of the concepts in Insight come across from Analog. So if you're familiar with Analog, you'll find moving to Insight quite straightforward. The keyboard shortcuts are the same. The metrics that you can see are the same. Um, so it's really a, uh, you know, it's a sister product to Analog W. It's not trying to replace it. It's just an extra tool that you've yeah. got. I mean, I've, I've, I've used Analog W uh, loads of times. I've uh, done training courses on it. And likewise, say, uh, with Anabat Insight. And 
and I suppose I, I, I'm in a position because of what I do, where I've got to have familiarity with all of the software products, because uh, when people come to me for training, I mean, it's, it's different products, every course, um, but, but just, they're absolutely spot on. Uh, when the first time I started using Insight, um, yeah, there was so much of it that was just so familiar to me in terms of, you know, like the F keys, uh, you know, yeah. the, that kind of stuff where it wasn't, it wasn't too much of a, of a grind to try and work out how Insight worked because of the familiarity with Analog W. Uh, obviously, there's lots of new stuff in there that you don't get with Analog W. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's a really, really powerful bit of kit. And I know a lot of people talk very highly of it, but it's still in its beta version. Is that right? I mean, do you, do you have uh, visions of the software being for, well, you already sell uh, usage for the software for people that aren't using Anabat products. Is that correct? Um, yeah. That's right. So at the moment, uh, I wouldn't really call it a beta version anymore, okay. Okay. but we're constantly adding features to it. So as you mentioned before, it's, it's a lot of work <laughs> to develop yeah. a software package like this. So um, we really wanted to get it into the hands of people and, and get their feedback and, and work out what's what's going to work best. So we're constantly adding new features. We have a Facebook group, um, yeah. Anabat users group, where people can come on and give us some feedback or you know, tell us about a bug they've found or just ask general questions about how to use the software. There's quite a few members on there now, so either we'll answer the questions or you might find someone, some other user on there is just able to answer you as well. But yeah, so we're adding more and more features to do with full spectrum analysis. Uh, we're also adding more and more analysis features. So we've got the decision trees, which you may have played with. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's always being refined. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, it's a very powerful software package and we're trying to make it as versatile as possible. We want to give the user full control over what's happening so they can understand how the data is being processed. You can make your own filters to search through back calls and pick out the ones you want and you, you can see exactly what's happening. There's no magic going on in the background, no yeah. sort of black box processing the data that you, you're not sure. So, well, I'm like, what's missing here? I don't yeah. know. So you, yeah. can all, you'll, you can always see what's going on. And then we've also got the ability for auto ID plugins. Yeah. So, so at the moment we've got the uh, UK back classify. Uh, it's an open source uh, auto ID for UK woodland bats. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an option you can enable an insight to do some auto ID, which can be at the very least handy for pre-processing some of your calls. And, you know, you might be able to identify a lot of common species with that and then focus on the more obscure ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's also a project that anyone can, can, you know, log into the source code and start improving it, adding more bats. It was developed by the University of Leeds and, and Chris Scott. So, so any changes to that that the community develops will then end up back in the project and thus in Insight. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Well, one of the things I liked about Insight for uh, people that uh, purchase your bat detectors is you do this thing that if someone's bought a walkabout or a Swift, for argument's sake, 
uh, they basically get the full use of insight uh, when it, when it's uh, interacting with Anabat created uh, you know, files, etc. And and I, and I think that's a really pleasing thing to see uh, a manufacturer developer do, um, because having having bought one of your machines, and these machines aren't cheap, no matter which manufacturer you go to, uh, having bought one of these machines, to then have to pay for the software for that machine. Um, you know, I mean, s- some businesses do it that way. Uh, others don't. Uh, did you deliberately do it that way? Did you think about that from a marketing point of view? Or was it... Yeah. Is that, yeah. Um, it's very expensive to develop a software package yeah. like this. So, you know, hours and hours of labor go into it. And, um, but, you know, we have a history of providing software for free in the form of Analog W. We wanted to maintain that. Um, and we wanted to make sure that if you buy our products, there's software there that you can easily use. It's not a surprise expense down the track. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had, had to think of a way we could make that possible and and reward you know loyalty for yeah. purchasing our bath detectors. So we implemented that in a way that, that it it it's uh, there's a secure key in each of the recordings that the Titley bath detectors make. And if Insight finds that, it lets you use the whole program for free. There's no features that are that are locked. Yeah. You can use it however you like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really like that, and I think that's a really I think that's a really uh, you know nice approach to have to have with your customers and. Anytime I'm talking about about your products, and because when you talk to people about bat detectors, as you've said already, you've then got to think to them, right. If you get this bat detector, what is the best software that's going to work best for you with that machine? Um, yeah. And part of that process, uh, obviously, obviously the functionality and what the software is capable of doing, uh, that is probably number one consideration. But very quick behind that. Is is there an additional cost, uh, and is that additional cost is that a one-off cost, or is that an is that an annual cost, which then makes it even more, uh, you know, expensive perhaps in the long run. But no, that that's brilliant. No, thank you. Is there anything else you want to say about Insight, or are you happy for me to move on to another product? Would suggest anyone that's using it to definitely join up to the Facebook group. Um, yeah. We post a lot of. Uh, you know, new features on there. There's a lot of advice. We've also got our YouTube channel where you can get some tutorials on how to do quite a few different, um, using quite a few different features in it. So definitely check that out as well. Um, yeah, I, I, and, and of course, I, yeah. you can use Insight for other other recordings from other bat detectors. You just have to pay the one-off fee to purchase Absolutely. the program. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually on that Facebook group that you've talked about. And, uh, Good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but hats off to you guys because look, I, I like to think that I know a little bit about, about bat detectors and acoustics and stuff like this. That's what I like to think. Um, but there are some times where you just get some uh, random person on the Facebook group and they'll, they'll, they'll ask this question. And, and I just look at the question and I haven't got a flipping clue what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, and I just sort of smile to myself and I think to myself, I'm so glad I'm not managing this page because <laughs> I, I, 
But not only do I not know the answer, I don't even know the question. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, but it's but it's good yeah. for. You know, but I, I just sit back and I just then watch and and quite often I think uh, the people. I mean, some of the people in your uh, user community, uh, they then get people not from your organisation but just other users from the Facebook group then answer the question, and it's just like, oh my word, how do how do these people know so much? <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, definitely recommended. Okay, we're going to. Yeah, we're gonna I think it's quite good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a way. Uh, we yeah, it's definitely a good way for us to engage with the community, and I yeah. think it's it's a much more casual way of just yeah. talking through issues, and uh, yeah, it works well for both sides. We, we put let's it all talk, out there. We're not hiding anything. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk very quickly about the Anabat Express because this has been out for for a few years now. Yes. Um, that, that's been out since 2013, I believe, that yep. came out, uh, late 2013. So that's a zero-crossing only bat detector, as I'm sure everyone's aware by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, very popular in the UK. Uh, yeah. We've sold mm, thousands of those bat detectors. Um, and when we designed that, the aim was to make it simple to use. Uh, you don't want to be messing about in the field, setting schedules or you know, pressing buttons, you want to set it up and go, you might have 10 of them you've got to put out. Yeah, so this is where we came up with the idea of having the built-in GPS to work out your location and calculate the sunset sunrise times automatically. Yeah. So it's just a matter of switching the unit on, letting it get GPS, then it knows everything it needs to know to record for the, the usual time most people do a survey for. And that's it. Yeah. Do you, do you see this detector uh, continuing to have legs into the future or do you feel with the, you know, the coming, well, the next product we're going to talk about in a minute, the Swift, for example, do, do you feel eventually this product's going to just drop off at some point? I mean, what, what are you thinking there? Eventually it, it will. Uh, you know, we still plan to keep making it as long as there's a demand for it. And at the moment that's definitely still there. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's still a very capable unit. Uh, the, the, the shift is towards full spectrum recording, but that is quite slow. Um, so there's still plenty of plenty of life left in the old Anabat Express. The, the, the microphones for that are compatible with the Swift, so you've got, got a bit of backwards, forwards compatibility yeah. there. Yeah, and I like that. I like that because, uh, I mean, as you know, I've got an association, a link with an ecological consultancy in the UK, and uh, I made a whole load of expresses. And I think it was last year, the year before in that business, uh, we switched over to Swifts. And the yeah. fact you could use the same microphones, um, no, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You weren't having to buy... Because the microphone on these machines, like a lot of the back detectors, although it's beginning to change now, the microphone is the weak point. You know that that's the bit yeah. that's potentially going to get broken. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Right, let, let's move on to the the Swift. I believe. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big the big brother of the Anabat Express. Yeah. It's the yeah. same size. Um, but it packs a lot more features. So it's full spectrum recorder as well as zero crossing. So you can choose whatever you prefer. Um, it runs on four AA batteries or eight AA batteries. So you can put in either amount to suit your recording um, period. 
So you'll get about two weeks on, on four double A's or you'll get over 50 nights on um, eight double A's, wow. recording full yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Zero crossing is even more. So we're trying to, you know, if you only need to do a couple of weeks, just put in four batteries. Don't, don't be wasting all your batteries. <laughs> um, uh, and then we've got recording sample rates up to 500 kilo samples. Okay. Um, two SD card slots on this. Okay. Uh, you've got uh, the option for external power as well, which the Express doesn't have. Also, there's the color touchscreen display inside. So it's super easy to change the settings. Uh, you know, you can make a custom schedule on, on the device itself. It's, it's really easy to use. So again, we've got the built-in GPS as well. Um, so you can use it exactly the same as you use the Express. Set night mode, put it out, wait for the GPS, job done. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah, I've, I've used these myself also in the past and uh, yeah, I really, really like them. I mean, I, I, I keep comparing what's available today uh, with the old uh, SD2s for argument's sake. And and it's just amazing how, how the world has changed in the last, what, less than 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you'd stick an SD2 out and, and you know, you then go to collect it and, you know, you took up the detector and you'd find it didn't record anything, which quite often was nothing to do with the machine. It was to do with uh, the interface between the user and the computer and trying to uh, set uh, schedules on those, uh, what was it, the CF cards or whatever they used to call them, yes. those big chunky yes. memory cards. So you'd sit and you'd blame the machine, but then maybe half an hour later you realise, no, it was because somebody forgot to tick a box or whatever. And, exactly, and were, yeah. And they were so chunky as well. You know, you had to have them yeah. in special carrying cases to keep them waterproof and all this. Yeah, thing. put it in an old lunchbox or something and cut a hole in the end or whatever you used to have to do to keep it out of the rain. Yeah. And then try to stick 10 of those in a rucksack and they yeah. <laughs> yep. And now you're down to something that's, it's almost mobile phone. Well, it's not quite, but it's, you know, the Express and the Swift. I mean, it's, you could easily get 10 of those in a rucksack and with yeah. about, you know, it's, uh, and almost always they do exactly what you expect them to do. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Right, let's, uh, happy to move on to the next product. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess one question is, I right. guess, with the, the Swift and the Express, have you ever used them in the transect mode to do walking transects? Personally, I haven't, no, but do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's one benefit of the built-in GPS that I, I didn't mention before is that you can switch both of those detectors into a mode where it will log the location every second into a, into a track file. Okay. So you can use it for a transect if you need. You can plug headphones into the Swift and, and listen as well. Wow, okay. Right, that's something so I didn't frequency know. Frequency division, yep, frequency yeah. division output on that. Okay. The other thing I forgot to mention was we have a new microphone available for the Swift, which it looks the same, but we've got a, a, a windsock on the end there, and that's because this is an acoustic microphone. So if okay. you need to record birds, frogs, other vocalising animals, wow. you can do that with your Swift okay. as well. So you can turn the sample rate down to 44 kilo samples. Okay. And you've got a whole nother use for your product that you already own. 
So at, 40, at, 44, uh, at 44, that means you're uh, recording everything accurately up to about just over 20 kilohertz. That's, that's right, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty much the limit of what you could hear audibly anyway. But that's, that's brilliant. That, that's, that's, really, that's really good stuff. And, uh, and there's a couple of things there that I hadn't appreciated. Um, I didn't realise you could actually uh, listen in frequency division, for example. Um, no, that's brilliant. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, there's a sneaky little headphone socket on the side. Have a look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I'll make sure that anybody's using a Swift that I'm uh, talking to going forward. I'll make sure that they're aware of that because I think I think a lot of businesses, um, and this is probably I've fallen foul of this maybe myself. Uh, they're thinking remote back detector when they buy a Swift, you know, or an Express yeah. for that matter. They're not necessarily thinking that it's going to get used as a, as a transect or a handheld. Uh, so no, that's that's really 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 good feature. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to the walkabout, which is a detector, I guess, that has been designed to be a handheld uh, machine. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. Yeah, so the walkabout was the, the first full-spectrum bat detector that Titley developed. And it was designed from the ground up to be an active bat detector that had real-time display of bat calls. And we spent a lot of time consulting people, um, researchers, bat workers, consultants, whoever we could talk to about what's, what would be in their ideal bat detector. And we got a big list of features <laughs> and we put <laughs> as many of those in as we could. <laughs> so if, if, uh, if, you know, ask, if you ask me, I, I, would, I would have wanted like a chocolate dispenser or something like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had all sorts of things like uh, a torch, um, oh, right, a yeah. camera. So some of that, they didn't make it. But, um, yeah, yeah. but chocolate dispenser didn't have that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I will think about that for the next time. <laughs> But so the walkabout uh, samples at uh, 500 kilo samples, again, a 16-bit full-spectrum recorder, does have the option for zero crossing as well. Okay. Got the built-in GPS, of course. It um, records onto SD cards. There's some online mapping features as well, so you can pre-download maps before you go out in the field, and then you can track your path on those without needing connection to the internet. Yeah. You can also import a track file. So say you've got in your GIS program the path that you need to walk on your transect. You can import that into your walkabout and then actually follow that live as you walk okay. around and make sure you do the intended transect. Wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but the detector itself is based on Android and you can install other Android apps on it if you want. If there's some other kind of field app that you use, you can actually install that on there. Okay, uh, yeah. So, but basically you get a, uh, an Android tablet that is a bat detector. You don't have to buy another Android tablet and plug your mobile bat detector into it. It just is all that in one unit. Okay. It's designed to be one that you would take out into the field. So it's, it's ergonomic. You've got hand controls on the side, so you don't have to be using the touch screen if you don't want to. Yeah. Sort of wheel for adjusting the volume or the heterodyne tuning or whatever. You can configure that to do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and with the live display, you can you can identify your bats in the field if you like. You can even put species labels on them straight away, so that when you open the files and insight, they're already labeled. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Uh, I've I've never owned one of these, but I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to you know use one uh, a couple of nights uh, uh, 
about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago now. Uh, and yeah, no, it's a n- n- nice machine. I, I like the feel to it. It, it, felt, it felt robust. It felt as if, uh, unlike, unlike some other machines that you get, you know, it, it's, there's not too many bits that are going to break off or drop <laughs> off or whatever, you know. Um, what, what, it, the, the idea between the screen-driven technology, is, about the screen-driven technology, I suppose, I mean, you guys had, as you already mentioned earlier uh, today, you had the, the SD twos that had the handheld uh, screen that you could, or the screen that attached to the detector that you could watch the zero crossing uh, bat calls fly by. And I suppose this is, uh, this would be the natural progression from that. Um, Correct. Yeah. But, but we're going to talk in a minute about that, about Scout where uh, you've moved away or not necessarily moved away, but you come up with another handheld detector that, wasn't screen driven from yeah. uh, identification of bats so much point of view. Yeah. Um, was, uh, there must have been quite a lot of uh, thought going into when you develop the Scout. Do we have a screen on this with spectrograms or don't we and this kind of stuff? So, what was the thinking behind that? Well, this product we designed. Um, specifically really for Europe and the UK and the way you guys tend to do your bat surveys there. Um, So sometimes the operator isn't even trained to identify bat calls in the field anyway. Um, There's not much point to them having a live display. Um, Other people just don't want one. They don't... They don't, they don't care for seeing the bat calls in the field. They're happy to look at them later. They just want to listen to the bats and, and watch them. Um, if you're doing an emergency survey, you've got to count the bats as well. So you're busy doing that. You, you're not going to be looking at a screen going, oh, it's a pipistrel. I don't care. I'm yeah. just looking at the bats. Yeah. So there's, there's different reasons why you would have one or the other. And we're trying to just uh, cater for both users, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because Walkman did have a mode where you could you could effectively turn it into the same display as the Scout, so you could switch off all the live displays and you could make it just show the most basic information, the peak yeah. frequency and, and a compass and things like that. But yeah. um, Scout is just a cut down version of the Walkabout, effectively. Yeah, and, and it's nice. I mean, I like I like the size of the Scout. Um, again, I like the feel of it. Um, what, what, there was a few things I really liked about it that I hadn't necessarily appreciated until I got one in my hands. Um, what, what am I thinking here? Um, the fact that you can just switch this on and it's good to go without having to uh, set up any scheduling or anything like that. You know, you can literally yeah. just hand it to a surveyor, uh, you know, or your granny and just say, you know, right. Just press that button when you get there, and just point yeah. it in the right direction, and yes. uh, you know, and hopefully nothing will go wrong. <laughs> so, so, so that was the first thing that I really liked about it. You know, just really, really easy to use. Um, and the other thing that I hadn't appreciated until I got one in, you know, in my hands, and it's probably because it's a guy thing. All right, sorry, sorry guys, sorry <laughs> ladies. Um, I'm not very good at reading the instruction manual <laughs> because uh, <laughs> uh, I knew that I knew you could listen in heterodyne. Okay. 
But then I discovered that you could also listen in frequency division. And I went, wow, okay, I thought that's pretty cool. So you've got the choice of heterodyne or frequency division. But then I discovered that you can actually have frequency division and heterodyne simultaneously. Um, and I'm assuming that's one in the left channel and one in the right channel. Is, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got headphones plugged in, you'll have that. If you don't, they both come out to one speaker. But yeah, it's, and it's, it's, a, it's meant for headphones. Yeah. 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 And you know what I really like about, about that? And I'm quite sure you're aware um, in the UK, we had a product, it's still around called the Batbox Duet. And yep. the good thing about it, which is a frequency division bat detector that also has heterodyne. And what a lot of people over here used to do, and some still do, is you'd have a duet on and you'd have frequency division in this year, heterodyne in that year. This is allowing you to tune into obviously the different frequencies. This is making sure that you don't miss any bats. And, you know, and your detector here, it's doing exactly the same, but with, with full spectrum recording and so darn easy to use. Yeah. Um, so do you want to say a little bit more? I mean, this is, this is also priced, uh, this is also priced a lot less than a walkabout as well. I That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a similar price to the express, I believe. Um, couldn't tell you what it is in pounds off the top of my head, but it's it's probably it's, the, uh, yeah it's it's, it's the it's much cheaper than the walkabout. It's yeah. less than half the price, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. I think in the UK at the moment, and if anybody's listening to this, uh, it's currently June two thousand and twenty. Um, yeah. Or at least that's when we started the interview. It'll probably be June 2021 by the time I've finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, uh, June 2020, I think an Anabat Scout is retailing in the UK for roughly 830, including VAT. Uh, yep. So it just gives you a, a benchmark uh, there, anybody that's listening to this. But no, no, I like it. Uh, dead easy to use, nice and small, nice and light as well, not, not too heavy. Um, so... Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you've got to you've got to stand there and hold it for a long time, so you don't want it to be too heavy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the built-in GPS again in that, so yeah. all our bat detectors have GPS. Yeah, I think pretty much required these days. Um, it just makes things so much easier. It's not an, another thing you have to carry around. You you know that your bat recording is going to be geotagged with the locations. You'll have a track file there which you can you can put into your GIS software. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that long ago when if you're going out for a bat survey, you would have your GPS unit, you'd have your bat detector, you'd have the lead from the bat detector going into a digital recording device, you know, yeah. and 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 in effect, you've you know, you know, the, the marketplace is now in a place where, you know. The digital recording device is in the bat detector. The GPS is in the bat detector. And along with, you know, lots of other little bits and pieces that, you know, even just 10 years ago, we just would never have been able to imagine would have been possible. And what <laughs> you might have been able to because you were because of your background, but but a standard lay person like me thinking, you know. We just never have considered that we'd have got all of these things into one box. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. Well, there's a back counter in there as well, actually, so you don't have to carry a little clicker around. 
Yeah, I saw that. That's the in and out thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So um, that'll give you a, a CSV file. Yeah. So with, with uh, every time you press one of those buttons, you get an in or out count in your CSV file. It'll put the time stamp in there. It will put the GPS location as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was something that uh, Aaron over here, who's doing a product review on the Scout uh, for us at the moment, um, he was talking about the in and out button, but he was talking about it not just from the point of view of uh, counting bats, but from the point of view that if you just wanted to do like a track mark for some point yeah. where maybe you change direction or whatever, um, you, could, you could use the counter because it created a GPS log uh, and a timestamp, it, it could be used for that purpose as well. Uh, does that indeed? Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, you don't have to use it for counting bats. It can be anything that you you decide. Yeah. There's a voice memo button you could do the same thing with as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so he talks. I think he's going to talk about uh, that in the product review, um, which I thought that's pretty smart. Cool. Uh, that's pretty smart. Okay, let's. Uh, Let's move on. Are you okay to move on? Uh, yeah, talk about yeah. talk about the future, or rather, yeah. uh, you've got a slide here that says coming soon. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know how it, it looks pretty big on my screen, but I'm sure it's uh, not quite as big as that. Let, let, well, talk about what you've I got have, coming up. Yeah, yeah, I have one here. Um, oh wow! Okay. Uh, so this is a product we've been working on for about six months now. Okay. And it is pretty similar. This is your Swift. So they're, they're about the same size. Um, but this is, I guess, kind of like an updated Express in a way. It records full spectrum and zero crossing. Uh, four AA batteries. You've got one SD card slot. And it's, I don't know if you can really see there, but it's got the yeah. same kind of display as the Scout for okay. configuring it and you know the user interface is similar there. So yeah. what we've got on the side is there's two microphones. There's one on the left and right side. Now the unit itself comes, you know, you buy it without a microphone and then you choose which ones you want. So you can have one or two. Okay. You have um, the ultrasonic microphone, which just is like a little bayonet fitting on the side. So you just pop him on and then it, it just twist locks in so you can replace that microphone if you need. Okay. Um, there's ultrasonic and this is an acoustic microphone. Okay. So again, you're, you know, 100 hertz up to 20 kilohertz and this other guy's for your bats okay. up to 130 odd kilohertz there. Okay. Um, so you can do stereo acoustic recording. You can just do bats. You can just do one acoustic channel. Just You just put on the microphones you need. You don't have to buy a different detector for doing acoustic or bats. It's just you buy the detector, you fit the microphones you need to do your job. Okay. And you can change them out if you want. It's just as easy as turning, turning that little microphone around and then plugging it in on the inside. And okay. that's it. Okay. So no option for external microphones on this guy but they are user replaceable okay and are they going to take the same microphones as the swift and the express or have you this, this on one different... does not okay so these little side microphones are just uh, plastic ah, okay yeah so this isn't designed to necessarily replace the the swift or the express but it's an updated version it's going to be quite um reasonably priced as well Okay. So it's okay. something to keep an eye out for. 
Um, yeah, so that guy is... Um, yep, yeah, so he does up to 500 kilo samples again as well. Yep. So that Just gets you up to 250 kilohertz. Uh, Theoretically, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yep. is way beyond what we would need in, in Europe yeah. for species, but yeah. uh, but in some parts of the world, that's that's really useful. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I will have to put a disclaimer in there and say that's still all subject to change because that 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 is still a work in progress. So okay, uh, that's a sneak preview. Not a, not many people have seen that yet. That's. Okay. Uh, Top secret information. <laughs> <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> you know, I'm about to stick this on our website. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Anything else coming out in the future? Uh, obviously, you're going to keep updating uh, Insight. Uh, the Insight, there's always um, new features coming out for that. Yeah. Um, um, firmware updates to the detectors, often yeah. we, we'll sneak in a new feature there. We've got some new uh, scheduling features coming out for the Swift. Okay. as well so you can do a more advanced schedule you can yeah um it also helps with the acoustic recording because we're quite often that that kind of recording you need a more advanced schedule you might want to have multiple periods in a day and these kinds yeah. of things so yeah 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 good stuff good stuff so going to begin to sort of wind things up a bit now, uh, but there's yeah, just one yeah. big one big question I wanted to ask you. Uh, <laughs> one big question I wanted to ask you before, right at the very end. Um, you know, where do you see the business say three to five years from now? You know, it, yeah, it's, it's a really hard question because. Uh, <laughs> I think I was saying to you prior to the interview starting, I don't know where I see my own business three months from now, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, in a perfect world, you know, what does the future hold for, for the business? Yeah, so I guess, you, and you might even be able to pick this up from some of the new products that I just mentioned, is that we're, we're adding features for not just bat recording. We're, we've got acoustic recording microphones, detectors that have those options. Um, Obviously, the software also will bring in those features. So we want to record wildlife that makes a sound, not just bats. We're going to be recording all wildlife. So okay. um, there's, there's definitely a, a big market there and something that we want to move into. But it's not to say we're done with bats. Bats are very important to us. That's been our main business for many, many years, and we continue to look after you guys first and yeah. foremost. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It make, makes perfect sense. And there is so much, uh, as, as you might know, I, I, I've got quite a strong interest in, uh, you know, acoustic ecology and stuff. And uh, there is just so much out there that makes uh, sound. And I think uh, from a human perspective, there is just so much that, I mean, there's still so much we don't know about bats, but, but uh Ornithology is probably uh, further ahead uh, in many yeah, respects definitely. than we are. But, but but when it comes to stuff like uh, you know cita cetaceans, insects, uh, small small terrestrial mammals, amphibians, those kind of things, there is just so little knowledge uh, about what these uh, things are doing acoustically. Um, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and with computers becoming more and more powerful, we now have the tools to actually process this data that we record. So I think yeah, some really interesting things are coming and uh, stay tuned, I'd say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Right, so is there anything else you want to say at the end? Um, just, uh, just, just an opportunity if you want to uh, say anything before we uh, finish off. Yeah. Uh, no, we've covered a lot, I think, in this time. But uh, it's, been, it's been good. No, I appreciate talking to you. And I hope that everyone's found this useful and, and, and learned something from it. Yeah, no, uh, any questions, of course, we're, we're all ears. So contact us, email, Facebook, however you like. Yeah, um, yeah. We always like uh, to hear from customers. Yeah, and if, anybody, if anybody's looking for contact details for uh, Dean or if you're in the UK or uh, this part of the world, Andrew Dobson's uh, details, uh, go to the Tickly Scientific uh, website. Uh, th- these guys are really approachable. Uh, you can see from me talking to Dean there, it's a very friendly, approachable uh, customer, uh, interactive kind of business, okay? So, uh, so hopefully what we've... Uh, done today uh, is giving you an opportunity to get a slightly different perspective on an organization that's uh, doing an awful lot of uh, stuff. Dean, that was amazing. Thank you very, very much uh, for uh, allowing us the, you know, the pleasure of uh, talking to you and hearing all about uh, what you guys are up to and all the rest of it. So thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. It's been great. Brilliant. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this Talking Bat interview, which is an edited audio-only version of the original videoed session. The full version, including video, is available via Betability Club, our online training platform. To find out more about Club, go to batability.co.uk. Till next time, thank you.